Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Joining us right now, friend of mine. We go back a decade. He's a NFL reporter for the New York Post, covering your New York Giants, Ryan Dunleavy on the fan. What's up, Ryan? What's up, Keith? Ryan, what if I told you 10 years ago when you walked into the fan cave with your pen and your pad and (laughs) started writing your notes about the ambiance of uh, 692 Broadway, and I shook your hand and said, hey, I'm Keith. What if I told you when you left that 10 years from now you would join me on the fan, not once, but twice? I would have said that we both our dreams came true, probably. So, <laughs> it, it, I, it, I wouldn't have it, said that. There's no way. I met Moose that year. I wasn't thinking this would ever happen. I met Moose in the fan cave, and I just was like, yo, Mark Moose is. Here we yeah, are. Yeah, here we are. I mean, this is always where I was trying to get to, covering the NFL for an outlet like the Post. So uh, in the Super Bowl two weeks ago at the NFL Combine now. So awesome. You'll never hear me complain. <laughs> I'm proud of you. If nobody has told you that they're proud of you, I'm proud of your progress. You and my mom. I appreciate that. <laughs> well, we got to start with Darren Waller. I talked about Darren Waller in my open. And, uh, you know, it's crazy how things change, right? In the beginning of the Giants season, in the preseason, all we were hearing about is the Daniel Jones to Darren Waller connection and how dominant this guy was in practice and how he was always open and how Daniel Jones kept finding him and how dynamic that duo was going to be this season. And then obviously both of those guys got hurt. And now going into next season, I mean, both of those guys might not even be starting the first game. Yeah. I mean, it's not even sure that Darren Waller will be on the team. So uh, now that he's considering contemplating retirement, um, yeah, go back to what you said, Keith. I mean, 
I was there. I was one of the ones writing it. They were awesome together in OTAs and training camp, not just the shorts and t-shirts practices, but the padded practices. I mean, he was uncoverable. And that's why I think if he does come back, I think he's still got plenty left in the tank. I just think with Darren Waller, like with a lot of NFL players, it's about staying healthy. He hasn't been able to do that the last three years. But if he does, I think he can play. I don't think that a guy contemplating retirement is the, you know, career death sentence that it used to be like in the Bill Parcells era. We see guys like Jason Kelsey contemplate retirement every year, come back to play at his highest level. So I think it can be done. That's a better comp than I made. Obviously, they both play tight end. They're over 31 years old. The comp that I made was Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers came out of the darkness retreat, went on Pat McAfee and told us he went in there 90% retired. That's not good. If you're 90% retired, you probably should have stayed retired because look at your body, right? Body, mind, soul, like it's all connected. Your Achilles gave out on you, but now he's in a different place. And I feel like Darren Waller's got to get to a different place. Speaking of a different place, he was in Vegas with the Raiders. He was in Oakland with the Raiders. And then he gets traded over here. He has to leave his wife, Kelsey Plum. There were rumors this year that they split. And then also, we heard his raps. We heard his um, music. He's a artist. He makes music. And I guess while he was hurt this year, he was really focused on that. So what I'm saying is, mentally, I don't know if his head is in the right place for football. And this is such an important year for the Giants. What do you think they're thinking? What do you think Shane and Dable are thinking about this guy? I, I feel like there's no way they have him front and center in their plans. Uh, I know that, well, obviously I'm here in Indianapolis, so what do I do all day is talk to agents, executives, and coaches. And I know that the Giants have had a lot of, shown a lot of interest in tight ends, number two type guys. So they're obviously making contingency plans, but they're not going to find another guy as good as Waller at his peak. So, and they're going to, and if he retires, they're still on the hook for a salary cap. Mm -hmm. So I think they want him to come back. I mean, like to me, the plan for the Giants should be add to Saquon Barkley and Darren Waller, not replace Saquon Barkley and Darren Waller. When your fans are frustrated, man, they want to win. You're going to replace those two guys. And yeah, I mean, to me, add to those two guys, add to the offensive line, take some pieces you have and try to win. Like, I don't know that to me, I think the Giants, yeah, they're, they're obviously making contingency plans, which is smart, but I think in their heart of hearts, they want him to come back fully committed, fully healthy and, show that they made a smart trade for that third-round pick last year. We're on the phone with Ryan Dunleavy. He's an NFL reporter physically at the Combine right now. He writes for the New York Post covering your New York Giants. You just said the name, Saquon Barkley, once a giant, always a giant. The guy wants to be a giant for life. This is deja vu. They just went through this dance last year with Saquon Barkley. Franchise tag him, don't franchise tag him. Give him a little bit more money, don't give him a little bit more more money. Right, This new regime that did not draft him, but they have spoken highly of him. They understand his value as a captain, as a face of the franchise. The salary cap went up. We heard rumors coming out of Indy this week that Saquon Barkley had spoken to C.J. Stroud or the Texans. I don't know what to believe anymore because the internet... Uh, especially Twitter is a cesspool. It's a lot of fake news. It's a lot of people pretending to be sources and breaking news and no one really knows. But from your eyes and your ears and everything that you're gathering in Indy right now, are you thinking that Saquon Barkley returns to the Giants? I think that they definitely can make it happen. Oh, they can make it happen. And I, I hopefully I never have <clears> – <throat> my sources are always real. I never do fake news, <laughs> especially I think my reporting on the Saquon Barkley situation over the last – year and a half speaks for itself 
in terms of being out in front of it. Yeah. And uh, my opinion would be, yes, they definitely can make it happen. No, I don't think they will franchise tag him, even with the raised salary cap. I do think he wants to return. I do think his 1A or second option or whatever would be the Texans. I think it's important to Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley wants to win. Saquon Barkley wants to be remembered as a great player. So, like, what does he need to do to that? He needs to get somewhere with good offensive linemen and a team that's going to be in the playoffs where he can showcase himself to America So like, and be remembered as a guy who got 9,000, 10,000 career yards, not struggling to get 900 yards every season because he's getting two, hit two yards behind the line of scrimmage. So uh, I think those are probably the two teams at the top of his list. I think what will end up happening is a wink, wink, nod, nod uh, agreement that he can go test the free agency market find out his actual value. Let's end this two-year saga of I say you're worth this, you say you're worth that. Let the market decide what you're worth, and we trust you. You're a loyal guy. Come back to us and let us see if we can match that price. Now, uh, the next question, uh, since you're out there, is what are the Giants doing? Brian Dable, Joe Shane, the assistant coaches, are they giving these kids money? Are they drinking with these kids? Are they playing Madden with them? (laughs) All of these top recruits, well, not recruits, top prospects, draft picks, all of them are raving about their meeting with the Giants. They're they're glowing. Uh, Jaden Daniels talks about his meeting in the energetic coaching staff. And uh, J.J. McCarthy and Roma Duzzi talk about how they're good people. And a lot of times, you know, you hear about sketchy questions or weird things that go on these meetings. Even Malik Neighbors, all of them are raving about Brian Dable and the coaching staff. What are they doing when they get these kids in the room? Well, I'll say this. I think, one, they talk about football, which the kids like. Like, all the, like, putt-putt stuff and, you know, throwing darts or whatever the stuff is that makes for fun stories for you and I. The kids are always like, what's the point of this? I don't know if I trust this. Like, the kids want, give me a clicker and let me talk about my playbook or whatever. The kids love that stuff. And I believe that's where the Giants' focus is. Um and look, it's not a surprise that players like Brian Dayball, like the NFLPA survey came out the other day. He got like an A minus or something from right. like Brian, Brian Dayball connects with players. Brian Dayball's problem is connecting with staff members. So uh, <laughs> it's not a surprise that the, uh, that the prospects would players like coach, not coach. a coach's coach. Yeah, exactly. It's not. <laughs> It's not a surprise that a player would like Brian Dayball, especially with he. Look, he knows football. They want to talk football. Yeah. I mean, they, Dayball would love to just talk X's and O's all day. So, and the position coaches kind of run this thing, and the Giants have, especially at quarterback, Shea Tierney is like a super young, yep. uh, uh, often up and coming quarterbacks coach. They kind of run the the meetings. Those position coaches. So he's a guy a lot of guys could connect with. So. They have a likable staff to players, no doubt about it. And remember, these are only, I think it's 45, 20-minute meetings. So, you know, you just get a basic surface-level opinion of a guy in those 20 minutes. Yeah, Dayball seems my, like my kind of guy. He wears Jordans and listens to hip-hop. He likes Big E, dances with the players. He wears yeah, Jordan he makes, threes. He makes jokes, <laughs> FaceTimes face them, makes, like, middle school jokes with them. Like, yeah, he, players like him. Yeah, Mike Kafka seems kind of stale. I bet uh, Daniel Jones and Mike Kafka sit in the meeting room and just have a a stare off. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I I I mean, it's always tough too to know. Like 
yeah, you just named like two of the more robotic podium people I've ever <laughs> talked to and two of the two people that I have really struggled. Daniel's been here for six years. I've really struggled to get to know him. Mike Kafka's been here one year. I don't feel or two years. I don't feel like I have a great feel for him. But that doesn't mean anything. I mean, that's the the persona you put forth at you know your once a week ten minute uh, podium interview with the media. That doesn't that doesn't mean it has to be you. Obviously, Wig Martindale was you know electric in those, and then we found out there was a different side of him when uh, when he he and Dave all broke up. Again, we're on the phone with Ryan Dunleavy, great reporter, covers the Giants, NFL, for the New York Post. He's in Indy at Lucas Oil Stadium. He's right there where all the information and things are coming out, and he's the guy you need to talk to. So I mentioned Daniel Jones, and, I mean, I've been saying that Daniel Jones is hurt, man, and he's recovering. He's he's coming back from an ACL injury. He had the neck injury this season. Now he's got a long rap sheet of injuries. I just think it is uh, – good business to bring in a young quarterback, a healthy quarterback. I think that it is wise for Shane and Dable in year three where they need to bounce back, and it's not guaranteed that they're going to bounce back. I, I know Daniel Jones is your starter because the contract says he's your starter, but so much needs to happen this year. I've been selling everyone on the fact that if you do draft a young quarterback, that extends your time because you have to develop that guy and see it through. And then uh, the narrative coming out of the combine is, the worst-kept secret is that the Giants are trying to trade up for a quarterback. It, it, it doesn't need to be a secret. It's obvious to me. What do you say to that? Well, first I'd say Pat Shermer would like to speak to you about how if you draft the young quarterback, you get to develop him because <laughs> that didn't, he didn't get to do that with Daniel Jones. Oh, Gettleman so, drafted. Uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, look, I think you hit it something that needs to be said here, Keith. Like, Everything about the Giants offseason really depends on what kind of timeline Shane and Dable are working on. Like, if I feel like my job's under fire and I have to win this year, I'm not picking a first-round quarterback. My team needs two starting offensive linemen, a number one receiver, a number one corner, and then depending on Saquon and Xavier McKinney, a running back and another and a number one safety. So why am I going to use the sixth pick or trade up to the three and give up assets when, to have somebody that I'm going to start the season on the bench, like, no, I'm not doing that. So uh, I need to fill holes. And then if I feel like, okay, they, the ownership's with me, this is a long-term build, then, yeah, I'm going to go and uh, draft a quarterback. Personally, me, Ryan Dunleavy speaking, I thought it was a mistake to sign Daniel Jones to that contract last year. So, uh, yeah, I do think the Giants are interested in moving up to get a quarterback. I don't think the first three teams are interested in moving down to get a quarterback. So then your options become maybe J.J. McCarthy at six or somebody, Spencer jo- Spencer Rattler or Bo Nix. Spencer Michael Rattler. That would be amazing if Spencer Rattler goes at six. No, no, I'm saying no, but I, J.J. McCarthy. I know they're McCarthy. hyping him up. I, I know the kid's pedigree. I've been aware of him since QB1 when he was coming out of high school. But imagine he jumps, like imagine through the combine and pro day. Anything can happen. This, no, is the, I, this is the time for it. Zach yeah, Wilson went I, number two out of BYU. I was just saying, like, your options become McCarthy at six or Rattler, Knicks, Penix later in the first round or early in the second round. Like, I know Dunze or, uh, or uh, Neighbors at six, and then your second player picked, wherever that is, 37 or on a trade-up higher, is your quarterback. 
Yeah, you know, I, I hear a lot of folks saying you just get the most talented player and they need receivers, so why not get a, a Roma Dunze or a Malik Neighbors? And and my response to that is because someone has to throw them the ball. The rookie receiver is only as good as the guy throwing him the ball. Jalen Hyatt, he wanted to be offensive rookie of the year. That came out of his mouth. Yep. What happened this year? He didn't have anybody to throw him the ball. Well, he had a few different guys throw him the ball, Dar- but not Dar- consistent Dar- enough. Darius Slayton gets pigeonholed as like this Mr. Yeah. Consistent 700 to 775 yard receiver every year. I can tell you Darius Slayton thinks he is much better than that. Mm-hmm. Like if he thinks he's a thousand yard receiver all the time. And like, well, that's not what this offense allows. So it isn't just rookies like Jalen Hyatt. All receivers are dependent on their quarterbacks. And yeah, the Giants are going to add a young quarterback. I just don't know if it's going to be. Somebody picked third, fourth, fifth, or sixth, depending on if they trade up, or if it's going to be somebody picked twenty-five to thirty-seven, based on their wherever their second pick ends up after trade possibilities. If I had to guess right now, I would go with uh, they end up with an Odunze or Neighbors and one of the second-tier young quarterbacks, and they basically hope to have a competition between that guy and Daniel Jones. I took a call the other night where a fan said that Tyrod Taylor should be the starter and that they should pay Tyrod Taylor again and pay him good money. And we know the backup quarterbacks are going to make good money after the year of the backup and the backup's backup that we just saw. Do you think that Tyrod Taylor comes back? And also, do you think Tommy Cutlets comes back? Tommy Cutlets will be back. He's under contract. I don't know if he'll be on the 53-man roster when we get to that point in September because the Giants traditionally only carry two quarterbacks, oh, and I, full, I fully expect him to I thought to he had a one-year deal. I, thanks for the information. See, this is why I have people on that know more than me. That what What's his contract? Uh, it's was, one more year, yeah. Okay, I thought he just had a one-year undrafted free agent, one-year You are correct. That's, you are correct. That's what most get. He has two, He has an extra year. You are correct. That that's, that's the standard, but he has one more year. So, um I believe, but I do think they'll probably end up cutting him after training camp and hoping to resign him to the practice squad because that's typically what they do for uh, their third quarterback. Um, and then to answer your other, oh, Tyrod. I do not think Tyrod will be back. I know Joe Shane said it was a possibility. Tyrod was very disenfranchised yeah. with the fact that he had to sit behind Tommy DeVito. Cost last him a million year. dollars. <laughs> yeah, that he, yeah, that he lost his job due to injury to a undrafted rookie. He was not thrilled about. So uh, he's going to get paid, like you said. You hit it spot on. It's, last year was the year of the backup quarterback. The backup quarterback market's going to blow up this year. Uh, Tyrod's one of the best. I do think he will get paid. I don't think it will be here. And I also look. I don't necessarily think that's a bad idea because I think Tyrod has proven he's a fun player. You can win with him. You know, he like makes exciting plays. He makes, you know, bad plays. He is kind of like a total wild card, uh, but he also gets injured a lot. And as far as a starting quarterback, I mean, why are we saying Daniel Jones shouldn't be the starting quarterback? Because he gets injured a lot. So it's hard for me to say Daniel shouldn't be, but Tyrod is. I mean, Tyrod gets injured basically every three games he plays. Yeah. Yeah. He's not the biggest guy. Um, you know, what? Okay. So I also took a call tonight about. Daniel Jones being behind a weak offensive line, and it's not his fault. And there's a lot of Giants fans that absolve him by saying that the offensive line isn't good enough. And I'm like, what well, was the same or different configuration? I mean, we've been saying that 
We've been saying that for 10 years, Keith. It's been a decade of saying that the offensive line isn't good. So my last question for you is, if Joe Alt is available at six, do the Giants just say, hey, we'll take this guy, even though they have three top picks on their offensive line in Andrew Thomas, Evan Neal, and John Jacob Jingleheimer-Schmidt? <laughs> uh, no, I would say no. Mike, I've asked that question to many people out here. I they, No one thinks the Giants will do anything besides quarterback or receiver. Like, basically, put those top three quarterbacks, put those top three receivers, and maybe put in J.J. McCarthy, seven players. One of those seven players is going to the Giants. Uh, I do think to your point, like they could do that with Joe Walt if they need, but I think we'll know the beauty of the NFL offseason is free agency is before the draft. And I think we'll see them spend on one, maybe two veteran offensive linemen because they probably need three starters. So maybe two and a half, depending on what you do with Evan Neal. But I think you got to sign two starters and sign at least somebody comparable to Evan and have somebody at least comparable to Evan Neal so that you can challenge Evan Neal. So I think you're probably talking about signing two free agents and then using a day two pick, whether one of the two second rounders or a third rounder on an offensive lineman. And that's how you get your five starters this year. Again, this is Ryan Dunleavy with us on the fan. I'm going to sneak in one more question before I let you go. Uh, With Wink Martindale out, do you expect Xavier McKinney to resign? You think he's going to be back? It's an interesting. I, I think my answer is a little less confident than it would have been six hours ago because the Eagles released Kevin Byard, who not only might be the best or second best safety on the free agent market along with McKinney. He's a dog. He also, well, he also played for new Giants defensive coordinator mm-hmm. Shane Bowen with the Tennessee. Titans yep. for his last three years. It's like, well, why would McKinney come back here? Well, Shane Bowen's defense is really safety reliant. Oh, okay, that's good. But it was also, it's like, it was also Kevin Byard reliant. So, like, does he jump, jump to the top of the Giants list? Yeah. Everybody, agents I've talked to out here believe that McKinney is the top free agent. I do think there's a possibility that they transition tag him by Tuesday. And a quick explanation of that is a 13-ish million dollar contract that gives the Giants the right of first refusal. They can match any deal that he gets from another team on free agency. But if they choose not to match it, they don't get any compensation. So I think Tuesday's the deadline for that. That's a real possibility. I think if they do that, they might end up keeping him. If they don't do that, I think he'll be gone. Ryan, you're the man. I appreciate you joining us tonight. Keep doing your thing out there, and we'll have you back on as we get closer to the draft and the season. Thanks for having me, Keith. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 